All right. Oh, let's all let's all stand up real quick. Let's all stand up. Right. And I'll fucking intro this. Hey, look at this. Visual. Look at these. Look at these motherfuckers. We got our what you spinning hoodies on, which means it's time for what you spin in episode forty. The a tribe called Quest special edition. I'm super stoked. Uh, I've been telling a lot of people this week about this episode. I was talking to my boy Alex today because he was like, "Hey." You want to come throw the football around 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 2 p.m.? And I was like, nah, I can't. I was like, I would not even be done with this. And I told him what we were doing. He's like, damn, that's one of your like, OG favorite bands, too. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Yeah. So I know I'm stoked. How are you guys feeling about today? Ready, man. It's a big one. Yeah. It's a good milestone, and it's a, I mean, a group that has been immortalized in music yeah. in general. So Right. It's true. I was excited when we did the Outcast Week, but I feel like Tribe, for me, is more like it just... It's comforting. Yeah. Music Outcast is too, but like Tribe, it just, I don't know, it resonates with me a lot more. Right. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about all the albums that we've brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. You know, Outcast, I, because of how, how much they were on the radio back in the day, mm-hmm. I grew up kind of more familiar with Same. Outcast. But yeah, when, me too. 100%. But when 100%. I got older, like out of the house and started getting into like the old school hip hop, I was like, oh shit. I was like, Tribe is like, kind of better than outcast man i was like they're mm-hmm. like they're very they, good they started that alternative style of hip-hop i feel like yeah. a little bit yeah 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 and so kind of like we did with the outcast episode let's kind of just tell some backstory about tribe like what uh, was it, when was the first time you ever heard tribe the first time i heard you remember tribe oh shit because i do and i'm embarrassed about it i'll um, say i'll save my story until after you're done but. uh i think it was electric relaxation Okay. And I was working at Dutch Brothers. Shout out! I went there twice today. Um, <laughs> I've been up. I've been up since five forty-five. Please. I've, been up, I've been up hella early. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Something. I am Gator. <laughs> gator trip fading right now. Uh, no, I was working at Dutch Bros and was hanging out with uh, this gal that worked there. I ended up DJing her wedding, and her boyfriend put on. Uh, he just had like a playlist and put on electric relaxation and i was like damn dude like try it i was like that's that's pretty rad or no that's like my first like real big memory with it no yeah yeah yeah. that was it yeah sorry i'm getting i have so many familiarities with tribe yeah anyway so that was my first time was electric relaxation just sitting there was also the first time i took a dab Mm -hmm. Uh, burnt the shit out of my hand that night and mm. uh, yeah because you know when you set the dab you know, of whatever. course uh, had to happen and it was that gal's birthday uh, and I heard electric relaxation and I was like damn like I was like these guys are spitting and that just drum beat and everything man so I was I was hooked from the get go and so I listened to a ton of Midnight Marauders before I even dug into the rest of their discography but mm-hmm. we'll say I, th- I kind of yeah. want to say that he's he kind of showed his ass a little bit, so <laughs> I did. we're going to save his yeah. for last. Yeah, what's, save mine for last. Mine's, yeah. mine's probably when I heard, like, Can I Kick It? Mm-hmm. Probably yes. I heard that somewhere at some point in my life, and I was just, like, you know, with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was why it took me a while. I was like, fuck, was it Can I Kick It or Electric Relaxation? Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to figure it out. I, I really honestly can't, like, pinpoint it exactly when, because uh-huh. it's kind of always, like, I've always been listening to hip-hop and tribe. Right. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't listen to tribe if you listen to hip-hop? In- so... They're like one of those groups that, and especially with rap music, like once you get into it, because there's so much rap music, 
that once you get into it, a tribe and you get into a tribe called Quest, you listen to a nut, you get like your top five songs going, and then they just slip into your constant rotation. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to pinpoint. You're like, when yeah. did I actually first hear these guys? I can't yeah. remember. I will say the first song I think I heard, I like learned all the lyrics to was a war tour. Mm-hmm. I think probably was that song. Like I listened like to it so much that I just knew like all the lyrics to it. Yeah, like my first tribe song that I learned all the lyrics to, but yeah. Just real quick, the one I think I learned all the lyrics to was probably "Check the Rhyme." Mm-hmm. I would be driving to Vanita to answer emails, and I'd be like, "Now here's a funky introduction to how <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I wonder what what you got for me. Uh, you know, I'm kind of older than you guys, so yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh, Midnight Marauders came out, uh, a few years after that, you know, I was still in high school, but we go to uh, to a friend's house that would let us come over and hang out, and you know, we kind of did our own thing. But he was very into tribe and would do his thing with his people, and then we'd be able to hang out and do our own thing. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But I remember hearing a war uh, war tour and elect- electric relaxation, um, but not really being into it because I was into like yeah. Brother Lynch Hung and like. Tupac and like you know more of that mm-hmm. gangster style rap and I, I guess mm-hmm. I didn't give Tribe a, a chance um, and I regret that because it took me years later to actually get into him yeah and uh, Low End Theory for for me was my introduction you know Bugging Out and Excursions mm-hmm. those two opening tracks are just so they really grab a, you it's a staple for that kind of style and mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. what kind of drew me in a little bit and then Finding the other albums and you know Q-Tip in general is just a great producer. Uh, right. He had you know I'll save my stuff for when I talk, but he's mm-hmm. uh, a cut above the rest. You know Fife and everybody in that yeah. that group is just great. So Low End Theory was my introduction to him, but I kind of wish in high school I would have kind of got into him a little bit more. Right. But, you know just a different mindset, but but I mean even still you know you meant like the hearing them even that young mm-hmm. you know was i guess you were probably kind of right around the age that i was when i started getting into them because i was like 19 20 yeah. years old when i got mm-hmm. into them. yep pretty much uh, but man yeah like having that opportunity to get into them like in high school i would have been like oh that would have been so, <laughs> been so yeah. cool when i first started smoking and shit mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and they were like really like they kind of bridged the gap too from being like underground to when they actually started getting success with mm-hmm. like Low End and Midnight Marauders. Like, they were really in pop culture and like yeah, in yeah. the mainstream. They're now so. in. You know, you said it. I went and rewatched the end of the episode uh, from last from the last time we were together, and you mentioned it. You were like, you you said it specifically about Low End. But their whole catalog in general, at least the three albums we're talking about, mm-hmm. had such an influence on modern day rap. Mm-hmm. And each one too. Each that we're talking every about single today, one. Each one. Yeah. Yeah. Had, you know, this incredible influence and it was just it was started by two dudes that were just childhood friends mm-hmm. in fucking Queens, New York, which is unreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, nowadays you and I like you and I like some of the more modern day stuff you know like isaiah rashad and stuff which is very reminiscent of you know this tribe area but then you get like the the drakes and the futures and everything so that's like what is mainstream rap now Mm -hmm. but there's this whole sub layer to that that's very that is still abstract rap which is what this was considered back in the day abstract Uh, original (laughs) well i mean they all have ties to tribe like yeah Mm -hmm. not only in hip-hop but we talk about like just 
in R&B, in soul music, mm-hmm. like it all kind of get their inspiration from Tribe, mm-hmm. right? Um, from their albums, a lot from Low End Theory, mm-hmm. a lot from you know even their newer stuff. So yeah, it's definitely like of honor to like talk about them and like mm-hmm. at the same time they've talked about so much because they are probably one of the best, if not the best, like hip hop group like ever. Right. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So like that's it's it's no question. So. No, not at all. You know, we and like we talked about last time, it's like them and Wu Tang are like were the biggest OG rap groups. But to kind of introduce Tribe, you know, we kind of just shared our thoughts on you know what they what they kind of mean to the three of us as individuals and you know as a as a podcast. Uh, Tribe Called Quest uh, formed in 1985. It was originally Q-Tip and Ali Shaheed Muhammad doing beats, and Q-Tip was just battle rapping. But Q-Tip and Fife Dog grew up as like childhood friends in Queens, mm-hmm. and so he kind of got uh, he was trying to get Fife into the group to do something. Uh, and when Jerobi White joined the group, that's when Fife was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll join." Um, kind of it was kind of the q-tip show for a little bit which makes sense because him and ali shaheed muhammad were you know the two to kind of start shit off Mm -hmm. um but they kind of slowly started to get everybody involved and jerobi white had a had a small part in comparison to uh the other two uh mcs with five dog and Mm q-tip but as a as a whole they created some of as we just kind of mentioned, some of the biggest rap albums uh, of all time and mm-hmm. uh, easily some of the most influential MCs on rap music and music as a whole, honestly. Yeah. You know, 100%, they, yeah. You know, they ended up doing stuff with uh, Fuji's. They've, they won a Brit Award for uh, International Group uh, because they had such just a widespread uh, influence upon mm-hmm. upon the, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh there's still like I mean I still see music that they still make mm-hmm. like uh, I was just listening to uh, actually funny enough I was like really into uh, like Robert Glasper and his Black Radio okay it just came out last year uh, and there's a song on there with Q-Tip that he nice. features on and it's really good like nice. I was just bumping that like all week um, hell yeah but yeah it's it's crazy that like you mentioned like they have even till this day, a lot of people still talk and listen about to Tribe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, all the time, all the time. Yep. Um, so, one of the easiest uh, old school rap groups to get your friends into. Yeah, it takes like a minimum of three songs to make somebody fall in love with Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Like, it is that easy. It right? it literally it's, is. Um, I did that with with my roommate Gavin a while back because he had heard some stuff and I was like nah man like you want to hear like some deep cuts and so I played like check the mm-hmm. rhyme and like bugging out and he was like oh holy shit and, like so mm-hmm. that, and it just started it, you know it goes from there you give them you give them the keys to the safe and then they open it up and it's like oh my god there's all this good stuff everything else yeah um outside of the three albums we're talking about which are uh people's instinctive Travels and travels in the paths, and the of, paths of rhythm, mm-hmm. uh, and then low end theory and midnight marauders. They did release three other albums afterward with uh, 
Beats, Rhymes, and Life, and uh, The Love Movement, and then We've Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service, which mm-hmm. was released in 2016, uh, eight months after Five Dog unfortunately passed mm-hmm. away. Uh, and it was their se- that was their second album to debut at the top of the Billboard chart. Mm-hmm. Charts. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that. And it has some good stuff on it. Reintroduce uh, brings back fi- uh, fuck Busta Rhymes mm-hmm. uh, on a track, and he kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but out on those three albums, I just want to touch on them real quick. Do you guys have any things you want to appreciate about those three before we dive into these three? Yeah, I was almost gonna bring up um, we got it from here just because that was the first album that I was like alive for. Yeah, actually, like you know, hear it debuting and stuff mm-hmm. um and yeah that album i really like too um it got me you know interested more in tribe because mm-hmm. at the time i hadn't like i was listening to it but it wasn't a whole lot um and then yeah when that happened like i just got into it a lot more dove back into their older stuff yeah um the the other ones the beats beats, beats rhymes and life beats rhymes yeah that one's good too i feel like every tribe album there's like they have like a staple like three or four singles that are yeah. like super there's at least album. something notable about yep. them you know mm-hmm. um and yeah i i have i have some things i'm saving but what about you for those three um i love their early catalog and i mm-hmm. love their later catalog but like jacob was saying you know we got it from here that's just i felt like they just came back with a a relevant presence and like took everything that they've, they've heard going on the last 20 years or whatever and like you know did their spin on it yeah it, just, mm-hmm. it had the lo-fi feel it had the tribe feel it had everything in there uh, yeah the first two tracks it reminded me of low end theory because of how it starts out it's just so like fuck yeah they still got it you know yeah. and the fact that they managed to get enough of fife dog on it before he passed away mm-hmm. was they did it like it was a perfect amount mm-hmm. you know so like uh, that song it's just that song with Busta Rhymes on it it's like that's probably my favorite cut off of that mm-hmm. yeah. um, but off of Beats Rhymes and Life this is honestly in my top three A Tribe Called Quest tracks is The Hop mm-hmm. off of that uh, yeah. my and it's one of my favorite Fife Dog lyrics of all time because he's my favorite out of all out of all of them is Fife he has a line where he says now that I got that out my system let me stab up the track as if my name was OJ Simpson mm. and that album came out in fucking 1996 like, <laughs> it was like bro you can't do that <laughs> dude the first time I heard that I lost my shit um, so that's one and then uh, the love movement uh, find a way off of that oh, yeah. uh, just five it's good. and it's five intro on that too you know mm-hmm. speaking of wit speaking of which got a leash and a wish just to rock you miss like it's just mm-hmm. they managed to keep the consistency of at least having one hook or one song that would just catch your ear and mm-hmm. make it fantastic yeah 100% but enough about shit we're not going to spend much time talking about why don't we uh, kick this bad boy off and we'll have Jacob do that for us so how are we doing this buddy yeah so we're bringing up first we're gonna go in sequence, but their debut album, uh, People's Instinctive Travels and Past uh, Rhythm. Um, so this came out in 89? 90? 90. 90. 90. Yeah. Came out in 90. Um, yeah, it's really, 
I guess you could kind of say it's Q-Tip's like solo album. It, it is a lot of Q-Tip. Yeah. Um, no, five Top is like four. Yeah. He's on like four or five songs, mm-hmm. but it's like mainly Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like mainly Q-Tip rapping. He's producing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. We didn't, we didn't bring up also the uh, the native, native tongues. tongues. Yeah. Native tongues. They got some stuff in here about the native tongues. Yeah. yeah they got. It's like a. Basically, Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, and Tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind Hell of a collective. What a yeah, yeah right? <laughs> it's it like was, an all-star team right there. It like, is. How yeah, do you, yeah, and to be around and be in that, just to listen to what those guys are doing at that time mm-hmm. and place. What a what a treat. Yeah, yeah, it, it's nutty that like they help some help each other a lot so much mm-hmm. the whole time that they were doing it, um, and even on this they have you know the album cover. Like first off, it's pretty neat um all these buildings and they kind of have like tags on them i just noticed um they have like de la soul um there's queen latifah on one of yep. them yeah um, all this other like names of you know the native tongues but yeah this album you know a lot of good stuff on it probably mm-hmm. their biggest song um can i kick it yeah which you know we've all heard of yeah everyone's heard of i think probably it's in the <laughs> new it's in the new uh Tony Hawk remake they did a couple years back. Nice. And you can literally, in that game, you can select what songs get played while you're skating. My roommate literally just had Can I Kick It. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is the only song that's allowed to play while I'm skating. (laughs) So he's just sitting there carving up malls, and that's just what's playing for hours. It's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, to have uh, such a a heavy-hitting first album as far as, like, hits go and everything, and have Can I Kick It on that, Mm -hmm. and to this day... After all of the albums we just kind of drive by mentioned uh, coming out, that's still a staple in the genre. It is. It's damn impressive. Yeah. And then talk about also because they always bring it up, um, and they, it's always been the thing that like motivates them, like Zulu Nation. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of that movement that they have for like hip hop, of just being like positive. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. happy and you right. know being open to anyone of any like you know race ethnicity yeah so their message was always you know super positive it was always like happy hip-hop it was and in in that vein it makes sense that they you know weren't a collective with de la soul because that was kind Mm -hmm. of their shtick too was you know kind of the positivity spin on everything Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm-hmm. You know, funny that you mentioned why you didn't like Tribe when you first heard him because you were into that kind of more aggressive side of hip hop. It was and just then, a gangster rap, you know. Yeah, you got yeah. all eyes on me, and yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I mean, you were a victim of circumstance. Yeah, you had yeah. you were living <laughs> at the time of some of the <laughs> right. some yeah. of the best hip hop of all Love time. In California Love and my little Isuzu Impulse. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, in front of Maris High School, waiting for my girlfriend to get out. <laughs> and all the pastors being like. What are you doing? Yeah. Just blaring it. Just oh like my bass. god! <laughs> yes, but that's like that's totally true though. Because if mm-hmm. you look at like the timeline, like you have groups like like N.W.A. and mm-hmm. like this early mm-hmm. '90s hip hop that it's like very you know gangster rap, mm-hmm. and then the East Coast just makes this movement of just like you know like feel good hip hop, mm-hmm. like yeah. hip hop that you can like listen to with like your family at a cookout, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. something for everyone kind of so. Mm-hmm they really brought that and brought the message that like or even that east coast style out you know yeah bringing it back out more or less yeah and kind of being like yeah we're known for the biggie and you know stuff mm-hmm. like that but you're you're missing what else is going on mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm in the same part of new york mm-hmm. yeah like, biggie was also from 
queens. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's like she you got like Nas great. and Mop Deep, and then you got Tribe, and it's like mm-hmm. they're just you going got Beastie a whole Boys different. a little bit out yeah. there, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's just a yeah. complete separation. It's it really is, and I feel like that alone is probably why we keep jumping back into these albums from that era and that area mm-hmm. is because it's like, hey, New York, like area wise, it's not that big, but there was so much different. There was so many different kinds of rap music coming out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, and it's really impressive to kind of take a look at mm-hmm. uh, as far as peoples go this there's so you know it is kind of and it's kind of why i said it was the q-tip show for an album because there wasn't a lot of fife on Mm -hmm. it but goddamn when he came in he killed it Mm -hmm. i just this little side story i used to have a i used to have a bong and it was a little red like you know one of the beaker looking types Mm -hmm. and it had red lines at the top and at the base that looked very much like the low end theory cover and so i named it fife dog because that was because yeah. that's, that's my cool. favorite member of tribe, and every time I would bring it over for the first time and have someone smoke out of it for the first time, I had a ritual and I would play his verse off of "Can I Kick It" mm. and be like, "You gotta listen to this, man." <laughs> I was the most unbearable person of all time. You can't smoke yet. No, so, no. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Oh no, I had the timestamp memorized, so I'd just be like, "Yeah, me. Oh, all right, God. now you're good." <laughs> like, and awesome. so I got a lot of people, you know, kind of into it that way, and. uh man just that's it it's like i said man i just can't get over how impressive that is you know because i hadn't listened to this album in particular in a good enough amount of time to where i was like damn i forgot that like all of this was on there like bonita applebum mm-hmm. it's el segundo like yeah el segundo on, man. Man. that video that that music video is a staple for me yeah <laughs> a lot of their music videos are super cool right yeah the bugging out one yeah the, out the big one. eyes <laughs> yeah. i sent you that one earlier yeah mm-hmm. that was good a lot good. of them, yeah, and like a lot of their songs too, like Lick a Lucian, also yeah. one of my favorite tribe songs. Yeah, um, they just have like such good, like I don't know, chemistry that they had, and for being like so early in their career too, like they're still in high school at this point. Yeah, like even because they, I read online that they even went to school with Jungle Brothers. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's freaking nutty and they were in the same like sharing the same studio like the same you know building where everyone was kind of making their own music yeah. so they'd all kind of at that same something. time queen latifah prince paul and somebody called yeah. stessa sonic were in the same uh, studio recording together yeah but like you said this is a q-tip production like mm-hmm. before this album he learned his chops by producing on the de la soul debut yeah um and also the jungle brothers debut Damn. So he was very much like ready to go, mm-hmm. and like this is all his like pause tapes and home sampling and just having yeah. his own thing on it. Yeah, He's, to be that creative at that age is just thank Unreal. God. Thank God he did it. Thank God somebody signed him, and thank yeah. God we got to hear it all. You know, right? Uh, much of the techniques are straight from his like home sampling. So it's just him doing his thing. Damn. It and will. he does a damn good job of yeah, it. Right. Like he chops up that Lou Reed sample mm-hmm. on uh, "Can I Kick It." Mm-hmm man dude yeah it's the i we were talking before you got here i was like that's the hardest use of that lou reed sample because it's been it's been sampled so many times at this point Mm -hmm. and i feel like they were like the first big thing to take Mm -hmm. that baseline Mm -hmm. and it's like dude like (laughs) it's so dumb you know and then that constant scratch over it just like with doomsday off of doomsday just having a constant scratch over a beat is unreal Mm -hmm. Uh, 
God damn, dude. They're in, you know, the song Rhythm, The Art of Moving Butts. Like, that mm-hmm. That song That's goes That's a good in. song. It is. Yeah. I, I really, I kept coming back to that one and uh, Youthful Expression this mm-hmm. week. I was like, God damn. My boss didn't like me playing a lot of rap in the dispensary when I worked there, so I'd always try to play. Of all time. Well, I'd always try to play positive hip hop. So Tribe was in there, De La Soul, and I would always start off with this album. But the opening track, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got that baby crying, yeah. and when people are shopping, they're like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. So I always had to like kind of skip that song anytime we played out. it. Like yeah, ISL. yeah. I'm like, "What are we doing here?" Did my kid in the car the ham and, I like the ham and the extract too. Mm-hmm. I listen to high and cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know, just it's like little witty like rhymes that he's doing. So he's closed in by vegetarians and shit. Is that the bone knows mm-hmm. this? Bone knows that? Is that the same song? I don't know. No, no, no. A scenario. It's a scenario. <laughs> also, also, like, track, also yeah. great one. Also. The the these artists specific episodes are so hard to keep a formula for because mm-hmm. it's like it literally just evolve into this where we just keep you know referencing everything mm-hmm. that might be a note to take for yeah, next right. time yeah. but uh it's cool that they did when they did because like it's on spotify the 25th anniversary uh-huh. uh they have like remixes with CeeLo. yeah and then bonita applebaum and pharrell, and pharrell. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Pharrell and then produced. what's the isn't there a j cole one on there too the can i kick it yeah can j. I kick cole. It, j cole remix yeah, yeah it's like it's pretty nutty yeah but yeah i mean that goes to show like just the influence that it had like that it was like influencing pharrell like one of the bigger producers Mm -hmm. like of the 2010s um it also you know like motivated fuji's like for their movement also um a lot of east coast rappers um like just music in general like Mm -hmm. they had just right from the get-go like just instantly just launched everybody else like and got everybody else thinking you know the same thing that they were doing which is like upbeat positive you know vibes and everything mm-hmm. so yeah it and it, it is a hell of a debut you know we've we've said that ad nauseum about multiple albums but mm-hmm. as far as for such an influential group to have you know sometimes with that kind of thing with an influential group no matter what the genre is it takes mm-hmm. a couple albums before it's like oh automatically mm-hmm. you know their influence is is noticeable uh and with tribe there it's like you know normally it'd be like low-end theory that's the album that is that's, where you can tell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but people's instinctive you go back to it and like i said two of their biggest songs through their whole catalog are on this mm-hmm. still to this day and so they really yeah immediately had that overreaching uh influence and popularity whether it, right away yeah right away mm-hmm. like and just god damn <laughs> it's so it's so i think they came out at the perfect time in the that that industry and that that genre like 1990 mm-hmm. is just the perfect time to come out with this kind of music you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely there and there was so you know the the first three years of the 90s we've kind of talked about a lot you know mm-hmm. there was a lot of different it i think it was you that brought it up when we uh covered blood sugar sex magic by mm-hmm. the chili peppers you said this was like the perfect time to do something new mm-hmm. because people were so exhausted with uh just hair metal and just hair metal and like, like dad stadium rock right you know mm-hmm. and, and then the only hip-hop at the time was like fucking sugar hill gang mm-hmm. and, and grandmaster flash mm-hmm. uh, to kind of roll out to put a cap on the 80s mm-hmm. and so that's why you see this 
people were like, oh, those guys did that? Like, right. we do, we can do that too, but we can make it more appealing to the masses. And it, like, the 90s rap is, like, what all of this was built off of. Right. Like, everything that we've got now. So and, many different, yeah. you know, you got NWA, Strata Compton, you got this, you got, you got so many different yeah. ideas. Ready to die, all yeah, eyes on all me, the, like you said. All coming out, like, people are just expressive. And it, I don't feel like we see that much anymore. No. Where it has that kind of an impact, at least. I mean, right. People are still doing their thing and being artists, but, like, to have an impact like this album did or Low End Theory or Midnight Marauders, like, those are all mm-hmm. staples that are regarded as, like, premium cuts. Like, yeah. for anybody that's into this genre, these are the albums that you need to listen to yeah. and remember because it set the bar for everything else. Yeah. And to have three albums that can be considered, like, in the top ten most influential yeah. albums of all time is pretty unreal. Right. That's pretty... Yeah. Like, how do you outdo your previous album? And a lot of bands fall and fail yeah. at that, you know? It's the and, reason why that term, the sophomore slump, is a yeah. thing, is mm-hmm. because someone will have a killer debut and then the next album just, just, eats, yep. just eats shit. Yeah. yeah. No, they, I mean, they probably have, like, one of the stronger catalogs in hip-hop in general. Like, Definitely. As far yeah. Not only, like, back-to-back albums, but, like, you know, also the span of time, like, mm-hmm. 1990 to their, like, most recent one that they did. Like, yeah. it's a long time, and people yeah. still listened. So, right. so that kind of goes to show, like, just the impact that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, man, this, this <laughs> album, like, I mean, I feel like we could have like a three hour episode about like one hour man. Yeah. yeah we just keep going um, break down each song hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics do you guys want to do top three on this yeah kick us off uh, okay so top three I'm gonna go I left my wallet in El Segundo I was actually just like listening to this because I went to a Costco before this and I was listening to that song and that song kind of you know it's like a storytelling of like yeah. total storytelling yeah song. it's like he's like so you know he's they're out eating he's like oh you got can you pay for this and then he's like gets sidetracked looking at a like, cute girl mm-hmm. and then he leaves his wallet and then this all it just evolves into a song about this it's fucking nuts the storytelling so uh, that's in my top three um, so I'm gonna go um, can I kick it yeah and then luck of Lucian uh, just that like you hear the horns in the intro and then mm-hmm. it just goes right into the beat and mm-hmm. like, brother 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 like <laughs> so good and then honorable mention push it along yeah um, that's yeah. a good one that's a good one uh, for me uh, honorable mention youthful expression and rhythm parentheses the art of moving butts that title kills me (laughs) and it's uh kind of a good it's a good one to kind of get toward the end of the album it's Mm -hmm. like part of that last four run uh and then number three for me bonita applebum goddamn i was i do also before we continue i have a tribe called quest vans because they did I thought you were gonna bring it i couldn't find them i couldn't find them dude i'm so pissed about it i don't have them but <laughs> I was about to say, Jacob, you're the only. I was like, I had, I had eyes on Matt. No, yeah, those are really <laughs> cool, though. But Don't go in cool. my bedroom ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Vans and a Tribe Called Quest did a collab, and the high top version has a 38, 24, 37 written in the top in the inside of the oh. shoe, uh, and it's also been my girlfriend's name in my phone for like four years. Uh, so, Bonita Applebaum, number three. Number two, Luck of Lucian. 
Shout out Jacob. Uh, we both had that. And the number one, Can I Kick It? Because it's probably, it is also in my That's top three one. favorite tribe songs. Yeah. What's the one? Uh, honorable mention for me was Rhythm, Devoted to the Art of Moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Luck Lucian. I think we all like that one. Yeah. Uh, number two, I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. And then I like After Hours. It was cool. Yeah. That's my number one. <laughs> it's cool. I love that. Love the sampling they use from that. And it's just a great song. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's very casual and like relaxing almost. So. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Well, that was People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm by A Tribe Called Quest, their first album released in 1990, which was Jacob's pick for this week. Uh, We'll be right back to talk about some low-end theory. We got That's a good point. Well, it's time to move on in our quest to cover A Tribe Called Quest. Oh, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just over-exaggerate my corny-ass joke. I get it now. I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) That's feel feisty. I like it. Uh, God damn it. Uh, We're going to go ahead and loosely cover low-end theory it'll probably just evolve into more conversation about them as a whole um but low-end theory released in 1991 uh we've kind of talked about this year more than once on this podcast Mm -hmm. we're going to end up talking about it more uh this was hell this was a hell of a year for music in general uh Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time Mm -hmm. excuse me Uh, as we've mentioned this one gets referenced a lot in modern day rap uh and music as a whole as well uh but what do you guys what are your guys's kind of takeaways from this how did this one treat you i think like you said like with uh the first album we talked about being q-tips kind of like breakthrough this is mm-hmm. fives breakthrough yeah like mm-hmm. i feel this is a lot of five dog rapping over q-tips production mm-hmm. with q-tip kind of coming back on the chorus and doing his own thing mm-hmm. yeah. um mainly produced by q-tip again because yep. he's just doing his thing and there's so many cool jazz and drum samples from yeah. just so many different bands, and it you know kind of brought me into other bands that I'm like, oh, I've heard that sample before. That's yeah. really cool that they use that. Um, and Fife has so many killer rhymes on this album. It's just like it's a staple for him. It's like it's just his breakthrough album, hundred percent, hundred percent. We hear Busta Rhymes for the first time, or uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for you know, his 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 voice is very you know well known for this album. So yeah, it's kind of cool to get that introduction and kind of set him off for his solo career exactly yeah, that one feature album. spurred yep. his whole solo career uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is very very prolific mm-hmm. and very fun to listen to and yeah. i feel like a lot of the albums that we talk about get uh inducted into that that national what is it the library of congress the mm-hmm. recording registry and this is one of those albums that got yep. into that category so uh just so a great sick. great great <laughs> yes. sophomore album no more sophomore jinx i mean they just come out strong and the first two tracks with mm. you know excursions and bugging out like nothing else to be said about that yeah scenario dude i think it's probably one of the best posse cuts like mm-hmm. oh God. ever like just having the leaders of the new school with busta rhymes mm-hmm. and then you got tribe also and like you can't beat that mm-hmm. have y'all seen uh the clip of them doing it live on arsenio hall no, i don't think so <sighs> all right before we all just spark today you all i'm gonna pull it up dude it's fucking tight mm-hmm. they yeah. got the whole They've got leaders in the new school. They have fucking everybody. And Q-Tip during his verse is like running up into the crowd 
one of the dudes from Leaders of the New School is like running up into the back of the cr- like, dude, they're just going bananas. Oh God, that's awesome, dude. It's so tight. It's so uh, one of my favorites, uh, favorite lyrics on that song was from Five Dog. Uh, he says, "Brothers front, they say the tribe can't flow, but we've been known to do the impossible, like Broadway Joe, yeah. cool uh, New York Jets." Uh, you know, little yeah. hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little so, Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. Sleep if you want. NyQuil will help you get your Z's troop. But here's the real scoop. I'm all and then some. Short, dark, and handsome. Bust the nut inside your eye to show you where, where I come from. from. <laughs> Dude. No, it's one of the hardest lyrics of all it time. It is. It is. Bust the nut inside your eye. And it's so freely. It's like, it's almost like comical. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Dude. It's not good. <laughs> It's crazy, man. That, like, fusion that they had. And, yeah, Busta Rhymes, it, he does his thing on there. And he's, like, 19, 18. Yeah. Is he that crazy? Young? He is a young. He is wow. a child. They're all, like, they're all They're kids. all pretty young at that yeah, point. They're yeah, they're all early young. 20s or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. But I think Busta was even, like, younger than that. It, like, younger than, he was, like, a couple years younger than the other guys. And this is the album that Jerobi left. Yeah. He left yep. their culinary school to go do that thing. Yeah. And some yeah. of the verses that he did were cut from the final album, so I mm-hmm. wonder what he wonder what he had to say. Me too. Right. But you know, you've you kind of brought up the, the intro two tracks of this excursions and bugging out. And you hear that stand up bass for excursions that mm-hmm. do 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 and bro, you just know you're in for it. And mm-hmm. there's like no drum track yet and Q tip comes in and mm-hmm. starts spitting and then that drums kick in and it's like Mm -hmm. uh, and then you get into bugging out which is I think it's it's a popular song of theirs but I think it kind of gets overlooked Mm -hmm. even with it being so popular because of like how uh just like there's a lot of good lyrical stuff going on like uh, microphone check one two what is this the five foot assassin with the roughneck business I float Mm -hmm. like gravity never had a cavity Mm -hmm. like just to start off a song like that it's like, bro, yeah. what? Crosby, what are you doing? Crosby was rapping on the way to basketball day. I drink a lot of soda, so they call, call me, me Dr. Dr. Pepper. Because yes. he heard that lyric. I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> bro, there is just in those first two songs, you literally get, like, kind of like you were saying, this mm-hmm. was Fife's breakthrough, which yeah. it is known for being Fife Dog's breakthrough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get, you know, a great, a killer Q-tip track with excursions, and then you get one of the strongest Fife performances that's in their catalog yeah it's and probably has probably one of my favorite uh five dog songs where it's just him butter butter yeah i love that song it's just you, him dude on. It's, it's just, just him. him dude it's just him. smooth like butter i thought yeah. i was alone i was like so dude good. butter might actually be like no, one of my it's so good. favorite fight or like mm-hmm. tribe tracks i really like uh verses from the abstract yes uh that heat wave sample dude star of a story like that's just loop the whole time that throughout that whole track mm-hmm. it's crazy like just the sampling that q-tip was doing and he was pulling a lot of jazz like mainly a lot of yeah. jazz and a mm-hmm. lot of soul mm-hmm. that he was like mixing in and just putting like a drum beat over it mm-hmm. kind of just skewed he went he completely went away from the first albums mm-hmm. kind of you know yeah you had a lot of classic you know like the 70s 60s rock with like that lou reed sample on the first mm-hmm. album and then mm-hmm. it's like all obscure ass jazz stuff mm-hmm. that wasn't very popular mm-hmm. yeah it's it's crazy dude and i think this is why a lot of people still put him as like being what really really good producer because mm-hmm. just the work that he did on these three albums like mm-hmm. it speaks for itself like very just much. Mm-hmm. finding these like small samples like just like 
this three or four second cut from a track mm-hmm. and just looping it and then just putting a drum beat over it and mm-hmm. then you know you get an amazing album from mm-hmm. it so then i like the limited use of the profanity too i feel like they did yeah. that on, on most of their albums you know yeah there wasn't a lot of that yeah mm-hmm. like there's they like will cut out when they're about to say like fuck or something mm-hmm. you know they'll just like be like you know mm-hmm. kind of like you know mm-hmm. you do it when kids are around kind of thing mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah i liked that too mm-hmm. and then when they do it it's like it's like tasteful you know mm-hmm. i i kind of i kind of talk like a sailor but i still appreciate that kind of yeah thing, you know, know what i mean well, I feel, well, especially with hip-hop because everybody does yeah. that and then, like to set yourself apart and be able to do the same thing and have more of like a, okay we're just having a conversation yeah you ain't mm-hmm. mad at me you're not you know and like i've played a tribe called quest for my mom like mm-hmm. she doesn't listen to a lot of that like she hadn't really listened to them and there was like one day i was like up at their house four or five years ago and she was like what are you doing like what have you been listening to and i was like i've been listening to a tribe called quest and i put on uh check the rhyme and she was nice. like i actually really like this and i was like yeah because this is stuff i can play for my like like straight laced white mom she's not she's not that straight laced if you actually talk to her outside of work she's a fucking savage um <laughs> but still mm-hmm. you know it kind of goes with that you know it's a, you said it you yeah. can play it in front of your family you can yeah. do it like that super and when, accessible and when they anyway. do swear they're either a poking fun at people who use that kind of language or they're like using it to make a point it's mm-hmm. very it's like the most defensible swearing of all time in music you know mm-hmm. and it was a good again just to tie it into what we've said multiple times the gangster rap and everything that was popular at the time was overusing that kind mm-hmm. of language and you know just talking about just nasty stuff to sound like a you know an old white about it they're just talking about booty shaking and killing people and then, <laughs> that's a good point yeah, right. and then tribe called quest comes yeah. out and it's like no we're just talking about having it's like it's hard to unless you like pull up the lyrics and like kind of see what they're saying mm-hmm. it's like i don't know what they're rapping about what the song's about but my early interpretation of tribe was like they're just in this to have fun you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're very much it's not like um especially with their lyrics what they like rhyme about and stuff like it's not uh yeah a lot of it is like happy and stuff but it's not like very too deep right in a sense like they're not taking themselves too seriously no Mm -hmm. um they're like having fun with it a lot of the time and they're just making songs you know um that is accessible to everyone else so. This album has like a little to do, I kind of like songwriting with like relationships mm. song. Yeah, just talking about that, and then like consumerism in a general fashion. Just yeah, I feel like a lot of those it touches on a lot of those things. It, yeah, it was the lyrical content was a little bit deeper, you know, and mm. kind of even went more. I feel like because Fife was on it more, mm. it had a little bit more diversity than what uh, was on the first album. You know, mm. they kind of did still talk about like you know zulu nation and everything like that mm-hmm. and you know afrocentrism uh and it was fuck i lost what i was gonna say well that, even, i was tying even, sorry i was tying two albums together I was even about to start the, even that years. track the infamous <laughs> you know date rape song like that yeah. the, the classic the, the intro of that song is really cla- uh, like catchy yeah 
but the, the message behind that song is something else yeah so to, i don't know just it's a creative thing to do with a song it is you can you have know. it hooky but also be a very serious topic yeah and you're not mm-hmm. sure like what are they talking about and once you break down the lyrics you understand what they're you know they're speaking about it happened because one head ain't better than two or right. whatever that, yeah. that line is that he says and that is you're you're exactly right matt that's super fucking creative to do mm-hmm. with with a song in a heavy topic like that yeah it's like you know people talk about uh me and my girlfriend by tupac Mm -hmm. not a lot of people know that that song's not in fact about a woman it's about tupac talking about his gun Mm -hmm. that's what he's rapping about Mm -hmm. and so they kind of did their own thing with a much more deep topic Mm -hmm. uh it's unreal yeah that song i always kind of when i was listening to this album i kind of breathed past Mm -hmm. that and skypager I would always kind of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna skip this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening to it, I mean, like, it's really good too, and the message behind it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. I would probably skip those two. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I was always yeah. skipping those. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but um, I mean, as we, even though we're here to praise Trap, we are. Yeah, every every artist, every artist has songs that low key suck. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not suck, but it's like, eh, there's yeah, better ones. There's yeah. better, and and you know, to have this album is dense enough with shit that is just out of this world that yeah. you know, having two songs that go off by the wayside doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then jazz, we got the jazz, dude. That's, don't even go one of my don't favorite. even go there. Dude. Yeah. It's just like, dude, the sampling on that song, <sighs> the lyrics. Jazz. I mean, just the flow of the whole thing. The aim is to succeed and achieve at 21. Right. Dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the jazz and the fact that the music video for that on YouTube is uh, tied in with jazz the... into bugging out. Mm-hmm. Dude. Oh, man. Yeah. And that is really, I mean, it's so cliche, but they, they knew what they were doing naming that song jazz because mm-hmm. it's the jazziest samples on the whole album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that trumpet sample is just so good yeah competition to five for pump side mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both have great verses both of them yeah like they both flow so well yeah and this one this album you could tell they're way more in sync with each yeah. other mm-hmm. rapping well mm-hmm. they brought back the the old classic rap trope of call and response with check the rhyme mm do you remember when we were on your cousin's block those fly routines uh damn i can't remember i will play them i will play the message and you will play the sender you know you mm-hmm. on point five all the time to mm-hmm. you know yeah. that call and response is so nasty on check the rhyme and that was like that That's was true. like grandmaster flash shit like mm-hmm. no one like it, it happened once and no one did it again but it was just yeah. that classic trope and they revisited it and mm-hmm. made it just uh it just made it so sick mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good point because they do that a lot in any mm. of this album and then even in Midnight Marauders you see yeah. that they bounce back from mm-hmm. each other and they like just keep that same energy about the whole track mm-hmm. um, and you could tell that Fife Dog he's really at this point he's like uh, his own rapper like he mm-hmm. you know he's a lot more expressive his rapping is a lot better mm-hmm. um, so yeah man and with Q-Tip's production, I feel like a lot of people don't bring up as much um, Ali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. get enough credit. He doesn't get enough. Like yeah. he like DJs and he's like does the record scratch, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he has production also credits all over right. it. Right. But... And to 
I'll I'll go to bat for Mr. Muhammad uh, because production is one thing. Being able to make a beat is one thing. I can't fucking do it, but I can mm-hmm. mix and manipulate a track like mm-hmm. a motherfucker. So I under, like that was probably what happened was Q-Tip would make the beat and everything, and then he would probably just hand the Lucy file off to. Mm-hmm. Ali and he would go ahead and take it and do the scratching and shit over it. Mm-hmm. it so and that is there is there is talent that goes yeah. into that. It took me fucking four years to figure out how to do that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. like with success. Mm-hmm. I think Tribe is like the perfect example of like a school project. <laughs> you know where I'm going with like a school project where like every member just does their part yeah just does their part like, and some people do more than others but they still get they still get the same no, that's grade a good point. Yeah, i can see this that. one yeah. there isn't anyone that's lacking yeah. like they're yeah. all very much putting right. their part mm-hmm. so yeah because alone it wouldn't have <laughs> that stood was out. such it, a great but like alone it wouldn't have stood out as much if they just did their solo stuff and they had oh, never yeah. got together like no. them to come together as a group and do their thing and blow up like that was the perfect combination for mm-hmm. sure in all honesty i outside of Q-Tip because he was such an insane producer and went off to do solo production work. I mean, mind you, would he have done that if he didn't make a name for himself with A Tribe Called Quest? We'll never know because Mm. he did end up doing that. Mm. Outside of that, I don't think anybody out of this group would have found success solo-wise. I agree. I think, and that's not to say that they're not talented, Mm. but it's like, it's, you know, some people work better on projects mm-hmm. as a group. Some people work better solo. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like we're here in to to put a cap on that perfectly. Most of these guys did solo projects and we're here talking about a tribe called Quest. We're not here talking about their fucking solo projects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I, think, I think they definitely could have been successful, but not to the extent that they are as oh, a God group. No. As sure a group. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know, you could pick them all apart and say, you know, oh Five Dog, he was a great MC, so was Q Tip and mm-hmm. his production also. But when they're together, like it's one unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's one thing. Mm-hmm. So And well, you know, it's like the thing that we've talked about time and time again is um when a producer knows what they're doing and who they're producing for. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that with Alchemist and the litany of artists that he does solo projects for. Sorry. We're not talking about Wrong Al- We're not wrong talking about the band, far side. Dude. I'm sorry. No, I'm <laughs> <sitting>. Goddamn alarm. <laughs> Told you I got ringtones for everybody. <laughs> that was You want a ringtone? I got one for you. <laughs> the fact that one went off and it wasn't Travis the funniest. <laughs> I wish it would have been. That would have been great. That's that's going on. That's going on. Instagram, uh, <laughs> but so goddamn, I forgot. I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It's, it's funny. No, it's all good. Uh, this, this album, this album is my favorite tribe album. I'll be honest. I think it, for me, really, yeah. I'm okay. not. I feel like that's it's either this or Midnight Marauders, right? Like, hands down. I thought Jacob. Honestly, I thought you were kind of sad that you got people's instinctive. No. No? No. Okay. I, I mean, was like, I feel bad. I was like, I feel bad because like Midnight and Low End Theory are like the most talked about ones. And I I, like, I, listen, I definitely listen to a lot more Midnight. Um, Same. But I've listened to their whole catalog front to back. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm very familiar with 
even their first album yeah and all their albums so right. it's like no i was just like damn because I, like, I think you and i were like hyping up on like there was some conversation we had when i was like ah shit but uh the uh yeah i listened to this like a shit ton like after the fact like because you know you go through phases where you're like oh i haven't done like a hard month of listening to tribe called quest and like mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and so i kept revisiting this album already and so and also i ordered it online and it took legit six months Forever. to get here yeah, I and i was that. so mad and so when we were like all right we're doing tribe day that's why i immediately was like can i do low end theory because i've been mm-hmm. waiting for this because i've waited <laughs> for this yeah. i was patient and didn't refund my purchase yeah because <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like like a, like what like a couple weeks before you got it like it was already in stores and like yeah have you gotten it like yeah like i didn't even have a shipment notification email and then matt was like pick this up at house of records today <laughs> oh, and right, i almost drove right. over here and was like what the fuck <laughs> was give like, me my album <laughs> yeah. and then literally I, that happened matt found it in stores i went to the record store regularly to see if i could get it and then just get my money back couldn't do it and then a month after that it was like hey it's out for delivery or out for shipping i was like jesus christ <laughs> don't order albums off guitar center yeah don't fucking that do was it. your first mess <laughs> it said it was in stock <laughs> and then i got the confirmation email and a back-ordered email immediately oh my God. i was like you oh, bricks. No. you're like we got your order but it's not coming anytime yeah. soon. yeah and then four months later i went to guitar center to get stuff for my bass and i was like oh this place sucks <laughs> like, there's nothing fucking here Support local businesses. Yeah. Support local podcasts. Listen to yeah. what you spin in. Listen to us. And what what you spin in's about to do is go into top threes about low end theory. So I'll go ahead and start off. Honorable mention. Show business. The business. <laughs> Just that. The business. Mm-hmm. Business. And the raps on that are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention also scenario. Without that song, we wouldn't have the great solo career of Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Shout out leaders of the new school though. Number three butter number two check the rhyme and you know honestly number two and number one can flip-flop now that i'm looking at it i do flip-flop it and i did it earlier this morning so check the rhyme and jazz flip-flop between one and two for me wow nice that's pretty good uh for me honorable mention be bugging out yep number three check the rhyme it's a staple Mm -hmm. number two vibes and stuff yes love that song and like I said, like, this whole time we've been talking about this album, Jazz, we got this mm-hmm. my favorite track. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to go Scenario. Yep. Um, you have to include that. I'm sorry. I think it got, like, it was in some list of, like, the top 200 hip-hop songs or something. Makes sense. That I saw. Um, so with good reason. But, yeah, that's my honorable mention. Um, I'm going to go Verses from the Abstract. Mm, yes. Uh, I'm gonna go vibes and stuff, and then jazz. Nice. Jazz mm-hmm. is, has always been my favorite song off of this album. Yes. So. Hell yeah. Hundred percent. Hell yeah. Well, this has been Low End Theory by A Tribe Called Quest, their second album. And to wrap this baby up, we'll talk about their third album, Midnight Marauders, which is Matt's pick for this week. We'll be right back to do so.
Uh, well, it's time to wrap this episode of What You Spinning Up uh, with Matt's pick for this week. Uh, and as has been perfectly portrayed throughout this episode, it's, guess what? A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, but what album is it, my guy? Uh, we're going with their third album from 1993 called Midnight Marauders. Uh, I guess kind of regarded as their best work, combining you know elements from both of the first albums with another solid production from Q-Tip. I mean, I feel like he's always behind the scenes on these albums. Yeah. Um, Ali saying the album title was kind of like a Tribe Called Quest or Sound Thieves Losing Your Ears, which Ooh. is kind of cool. Midnight Marauders, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a cool thing. And I think they kind of return back to that eclectic sampling with a lot of jazz, like 70s jazz samples and mm-hmm. a lot of funk and soul and R&B and fives prevalent on this album. And it's just, yeah, it's a fun listen. Yeah. And and it's like their third album. It's like, how do you come back and like outdo... Low end. Like, how do you do that? They keep outdoing themselves. They, exactly. Yeah. And I read something about Fife and Q in the studio after they kind of wrapped things up on this album and Fife being like, Q, we did it again. Really? We did it again. Because, oh, you know, how do you get to that status? But they did. And this yeah. is a great album. What do you guys think? You know? I, man, you want to talk about, you know, we covered, we talked about the three albums that came out after this because that, that run isn't as monumental mm-hmm. as these three. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to pay appreciation to them is because they do have their highlights and they're good yeah. for their own reason. But as far as comparing three to three, mm-hmm. they 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 lose eleven out of ten times to these three mm-hmm. albums because mm-hmm. of the just massive hits that came off of them. Fucking the hits, the influence, everything that we've talked about with these first two also applies to this, obviously. Yeah, and that's why they're so just leaps and bounds better than the la- the past or the three afterward. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, those other three are great. Uh, but Midnight Marauders, man, it was very much that. Mm-hmm. Like, I echo Five Sentiment. They did it again, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, starting off with... And I love that that gimmick or whatever the hell you want to call it with the Midnight Marauder program. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the... That, announce, yeah. that announcer or, like, mm-hmm. hostess throughout mm-hmm. the album mm-hmm. is so sick. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. And then... To go from that first, the Midnight Marauder intro mm-hmm. into Steve Biko. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> yeah. Steve Biko is probably one of the best songs on this album. Stir it up. Stir it up. <laughs> I do. I love that song. And I had forgotten how much I loved it mm-hmm. until, you know, we were listening to these for the past two weeks. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Steve Biko is a banger. You it know? is. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's good. They're so consistent. It's fucking nuts like how yeah. consistent they are mm-hmm. they still have very much like that hunger and that passion to keep making new music yeah mm-hmm. and this album solidifies it yeah uh, and I, I love the cover it's probably one of my more favorite covers just of in any album yeah um, it really sets like a specific staple in time like mm-hmm. all the people like yeah beastie boys you got del the funky homo sapien um there's busta busta yeah far side kid capri like just these 90s like, on there, yeah so a lot of these like there. crazy influential people in that mm-hmm. time um they all kind of wanted to be a part of history you know mm-hmm. they're like hey we're making an album cover we're having you know it's 
just run, we're on a run, yeah, yeah. we're on a crazy run. This is gonna be solidified in music history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it staples it like to a T perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at it too. It came out on November 9th which is a week after no, five. No, five. same date as my birthday. Just like five years. Five years before. Yeah, That's or six I years. Think. Yeah, six years. Yeah, I said days. I meant years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Pretty, pretty cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's, November 9th, it's a pretty all right day. You That's know a good I'm day. Saying? That's a good it's day all around. <laughs> it's scary. But it's, you know, you kind of wrapped it up perfectly, you know, with it being a perfect kind of taking the best of both of the first two albums mm-hmm. and making it into its own kind of cohesive uh hodgepodge project mm-hmm. i guess you know a this was really successful off the first one this was really popular off the second mm-hmm. let's kind of meld them together mm-hmm. and you know i think kind of the thing the the one thing that's clear that they realize is like hey let's have q-tip and fife do more of that call and response type of thing mm-hmm. that they did and you know really have it be not so much of like oh this song Q's gonna do this one fife's gonna do you know rather than having them just trade off tracks have them more on the same track mm-hmm. and i i appreciated that about this you know i listened i forgot how much of midnight marauders i had listened to because i've been so much into low end theory lately mm-hmm. I turned this on and that opening again their opening bass lines are fucking incredible I heard mm-hmm. that opening bass line to 8 million stories and I was like ah oh, shit I know damn near every word to this song yeah. I was like oh <laughs> my god okay I was like oh yeah this is a banger too yes. <laughs> I was like that's oh yeah that's why we're covering it mm-hmm. like every song every yeah. song has just either right. a bass line or a hook mm-hmm. or just a lyric that just catches your attention mm-hmm. every time right um and yeah another thing i wanted to bring up um yeah you, you mentioned it kind of like that it has that like it's not really like i guess conductor it's not a good word to put it but like just like it has that whole theme the whole out like it's kind of like a tour like somewhere, yeah like, narrating yeah. it like an airplane it's like the airplane yeah. safety yeah. presentation yeah. kind of thing and it comes in at the perfect times mm-hmm. throughout the whole album it does like yeah it's, it's start it's and scattered all throughout the middle it's scattered like, everywhere and like I feel like a lot of albums that when they do this mm-hmm. it comes from this and like it also is reminiscent of the first album because the first album has Jerobi Wright Jerobi White doing that we having a ball I'm Jerobi White like after mm-hmm. almost every song mm-hmm. there's that weird little interlude mm-hmm. and so they just did it with a, a robot voice <laughs> yeah I was like damn they brought that like like I said, man, they just took the best aspects of both mm-hmm. and kind of combined them. And I heard that Droby actually came back on this album. It was more of like an in-studio, like, mood enhancer. Like, Makes sense. Get, getting the guys in the groove and, like, making jokes and shit. I guess mm-hmm. he was good at that. And he would he would get out of the guys to vibe together. So, Hell yeah. Yeah, I heard read about yeah. that. It's kind of cool. So I don't know if he had any production or any verses, but, yeah, or anything that he wrote. But he was very much in the studio kind of helping out. And yeah. Still part of the group, which is cool to, like, step away and then be welcome back to just kind of do your thing. Yeah. And be around all those people. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Your old your old homies. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, we know that you're a great sushi chef now. But yeah. Wanna, <laughs> Can we crack some jokes? You want to come be comedic relief yeah. for this tense album mm-hmm. recording? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nice. And like so many songs on this, this is probably my favorite Tribe album. 
Really? Um, yeah, so many songs on it. Mm. They have such bangers too. Mm-hmm. War Tour. That's uh, the, yeah, that's the song. Right electric there. Relaxation. Mm. Like, the fact that both of those songs are on this album is mm-hmm. like... That's how I felt about re-listening to the first one, man. Yeah, it kind of mm. solidifies it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Clap Your Hands, that has always been my favorite song mm-hmm. on this album. Yep. Um, just like whatever that record scratch is like yeah. in between and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah I mean I don't know every time it just hits Sucka. me in the spot mm-hmm. yeah Sucka hmm, with that mm-hmm. ap, 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 that chop vocal mm-hmm. on it oh man mm-hmm. oh man we can get down another great song we can song. get down we can, we can yeah. get down uh, oh my god that another slight busta, that yeah. slight just the busta hook mm-hmm. oh my god yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god i say that all the time i will that is something i've been saying forever just yeah, like right? anytime i'm like oh my god oh my god yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh <laughs> uh, they're in and he does that throughout his solo stuff on his first album he's like oh my god oh my god he, yeah he's always, <laughs> always saying that he, yeah. he's kind of like some people i feel like they could be like not members, but they're like honor honorary members. Yeah, for sure. Busta is kind of yeah. yeah, Busta. Yeah, like Busta's definitely the third mic. Yeah, a tribe called. He's Quest. like he's like the fifth and like the sixth member of the group. Yeah, officially, officially, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you know, to go back to eight million stories, it, you know, you were talking about uh, left my wallet in El Segundo kind of being a q-tip story which it very much is mm-hmm. the eight million stories from is is fife's version of that which yeah. i thought was very cool mm-hmm. went to Cobbville to get a milkshake he's talking mm-hmm. about going on a date and ironing a shirt and he leaves the iron on it and fucking burns a hole in it and <laughs> yeah you know tries to go pick up his cousin and blah 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 and it's just his whole mm-hmm. day is just ruined trying to get prepped for a date and uh, then the end of it where it's Q-Tip going help me help me help me and, like it turns into he goes like goblin mode on it I love that I love that it's one of my dude that's <laughs> why it's one of my favorite songs off yeah God Lives Through also super good song mm-hmm. amazing song mm-hmm. um, yeah this this whole album man especially that that middle section where it's we can get down going into electric relaxation and then clap your hands clap your hands mm-hmm. And I'd even extend it, like, you know, fucking yeah. extend it. Oh my God, is right after that. Keep it rolling, yeah. like, yeah, man. It's mm-hmm. they kind of keep that same consistency too, where it's like fourteen songs. Yeah, it's fourteen songs on this, mm-hmm. fourteen songs on that. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. and then fourteen songs on. on the I first think album. So, so, yeah. And the run times are very much sim- it's like pretty similar. It's like mm-hmm. either just over an hour by seconds or just under it by like a minute or two like it's like mm-hmm. 58 to a minute or to an hour and one minute yeah they all have 14 songs that's that's pretty insane yeah. that's a hey good on you for recognizing that i definitely yeah. did not catch that ah uh, what's uh shit man <laughs> dude uh electric relaxation uh that's another one of their monumental hits mm-hmm. um there's actually a pretty good remix quote-unquote of it that Wiz Khalifa did in honor of Fife Dog after Fife passed away because Wiz was really influenced by A Tribe Called Quest Mm -hmm. and what he did was he took all of Q-Tip's verses out of Electric Relaxation and kept Fife's in okay, and Mm. did his own Versus to where it was basically like him and Five trading verses. Oh, that's cool. And he like shouted out Five Dog and like a lot of the lines and stuff. Mm, and it's it's pretty sick. 
I'll I'll send that to you guys. The same guy that played Electric Relaxation was like, "Have you heard this version of it?" And I was like, "That's cool." I was like, "No, I haven't fucking heard that." And he just oh, played it. I was wow. like, "Damn, all right." That's cool. Yeah, it's it's like the coolest homage you know you could do. You know, it's like it is kind of like a to to Q-tip, but. Mm-hmm. To, to get the point across of you know trying to honor someone that passed away oh, yeah, no. I, yeah like that like that's that. pretty that's pretty that's pretty solid cool. i like that yeah but oh, like man. i feel like uh every time that i hear the intro to a war tour like just that like weird like little like very faint yeah that very little mm-hmm. faint melody mm-hmm. and then you hear the drums come in like it's like you know instantly it's like mm-hmm. oh it's, it's a banging tribe song like, yeah it's, well it's also go ahead yeah i was just gonna say it's also like a staple in their catalog mm-hmm. so. yeah and matt you told us at work this week you were bringing you brought up that track in in particular no you um <laughs> brought up how award tour was uh just like the it's like a stereotypical like that's a tribe song like if you hear that you're just like that's the tribe feel yeah that and, if, if you, you had were, to describe that if you to could somebody bottle that vibe mm-hmm. of like in a tribe called quest song mm-hmm award tour will cover mm-hmm. all of the bases mm-hmm. and i didn't respond to it with words because i was like holy shit that's like actually really <laughs> fucking accurate i was like that's yeah. very profound mm-hmm. i went and listened to that track immediately and i was like all right yeah i mean <laughs> god damn it matt yeah. that was that was some einstein shit right there mm-hmm. i was like that was very accurate uh it's a good cut it is, uh, it, yeah. it, and like we said, that intro, that it just makes you want to do that motion yep. exactly, mm-hmm. like you're like you're a VHS skipping, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah. they both have a you know amazing verses on that song too, going back and forth between mm-hmm. them too. Man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I'll start off with top three. Do it, do it. Uh, honorable mention be lyrics to go. Yeah. Uh, number three, Electric Relaxation. Mm-hmm. Number two, Award Tour, like we were just talking about. And then for me, number one would be Stevie Go. Stir it up! Stir it up! Uh, honorable mentions for me, God Lives Through and Sucka. And then number three, Electric Relaxation. Two, Steve Biko. And number one, Eight Million Stories. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, common, I'm going to bring it up again, the, the common theme, Steve Biko. Mm-hmm. Yep such a great intro that Fife Dog does on an album mm-hmm. like he sets it up perfectly and then you know it ties into Q-Tip he does pretty much the same thing that he does mm-hmm. um, uh, then I'm gonna go We Can Get Down and then Clap Your Hands I just love that jazzy sample and the record scratching Absolutely. Uh, honorable mention God Lives Through hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah but yeah man it's these three albums man mm-hmm. how do they do it like it's Dude, been yeah. like five years like not even like it doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't they like, just they just kept that same consistency and like because a lot of artists they could get worn out and they're like oh we did a good two albums mm-hmm. like yeah. let's, mm-hmm. let's just you know do something different, different. Mm-hmm. yeah but they're like nope we are getting written in the books and people will, will keep talking about us mm-hmm. for decades to come mm-hmm. so they solidify themselves right and it's and it's so rare and so incredibly fascinating that they managed to pump out these three albums in less than five years of time and to have each 
each one of them be able to go up against the other two one on one and be like which one's better and mm-hmm. you're just you, your head yeah. will, your head will fly off your body because trying to compare because it's mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. shit man what's the difference between an apple and an apple there isn't yeah. one like yep. they're all great in their own right mm-hmm. um but i feel like we did it boys i feel like we did a good job of uh talking about tribe mm-hmm. and these three albums and even touching on their other works um for the love of Christ, if you haven't listened to a Tribe Called Quest and you listen to this podcast, you pick one or the other, mm-hmm. preferably yeah. this podcast. But if you want to keep doing that, go ahead and listen to a Tribe Called Quest. Um, these three albums are a great place to start. It mm-hmm. will also uh, open up your ears to some other artists that we've covered on this podcast. If you didn't like them, uh, i.e. De La Soul, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even I would say, fuck. It, there's there's just a litany of, of artists that we've covered that like are really rooted in a tribe called Quest. I would say mm-hmm. uh, Fuji's is another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but go ahead, give them a listen if you haven't. Uh, this has been what you spit in episode forty. Before we wrap it up quite yet, we're gonna go ahead and let you know what's coming in episode forty one. Um. So before we go ahead and introduce these new picks, just want to let y'all know. After this episode, we're going to take a brief little two-week break, give ourselves a little vacation after uh, hitting 40 episodes. Pretty pretty impressive monument, if you ask me. Uh, so thank you, boys. Uh, yeah. I wanted to thank you all on camera for sticking it out with me. This yeah. has been a hell of a time. Yeah, and I'm excited fun. to marinate on these three albums and then come back stronger mm-hmm. than ever for uh, episode 41. Mm-hmm. And speaking of episode 41, let's dive in jacob what are you bringing up man yeah so i'm bringing up it's like a compilation okay uh it's a compilation of some jazz music so it's mainly kind of is it multiple artists or yeah it's multiple artists it's put together by uh uh, yasuke ogawa okay um he's like a really like i guess influential japanese jazz person uh, but the album in question is uh, Japanese Jazz Spectacle Volume 1, Deep, Heavy, and Beautiful Jazz from Japan uh, from 1968 to 1984. That's Volume 1? Volume 1, yes. Nice. Yeah, I like it's that. It's like a bunch of, uh, bunch of jazz cuts from Japan, like older jazz. So. Wow. Japanese jazz? Yes. Heck yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it does. You're good, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, I think you guys like it. Yeah, I okay. think so too. And for me, uh, I'm going to be anti-rap for a couple of episodes. And to start that trend off, I'm going with They're Only Chasing Safety by <laughs> Under Oath. I Damn. believe it was released in two, 2000... Hold on, let me find out real quick. I was literally listening to it earlier today. It's like 2006 or something. Yeah. Uh, 2004. They're Only Chasing Safety by Under Oath, released in 2004. I don't know what number of album it was from them, uh, but some post-hardcore kind of metal music for y'all. I'm super stoked to bring that up. I'm anxious to hear that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What do you got, man? I'm going back to 1992. I'm going to start off with a sophomore album from, or probably actually it's the third album from Faith No More called Angel Dust. I don't own this album, but 
we'll get a cover shot on there. Faith No More is a great band. I can't, I don't know if I know any songs off of that album off the top of my head, but I'm stoked Faith No More kicks ass. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, this has been uh, What You Spin in Episode 40, the A Tribe Called Quest Special Edition. I uh, want to thank you all for joining us and hanging in with us. That's Jacob, that's Matt, and I'm Dorian. Uh, feel free to give us, yeah, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to get a TikTok built. Uh, that might be coming. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. Like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, and have a good fucking two weeks. We'll catch you towards the end of February. Peace out.